webmasterradio.fm what I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing and doing and doing people in the marketing PR advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries so what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is join me each week two o'clock two o'clock on two Tuesdays Tuesday intersection of advertising and PR Katie is on the real Katie yo you want the slim Katie so just demonstrating so won't the real slim Katie please stand up please stand up please stand up cause I'm slim Katie yes I'm the real Katie yo you want the slim Katie so just demonstrating so won't the real slim Katie please stand up please stand up please stand up right here right here right here right here right here right here on webmasterradio.fm on the Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. Your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Welcome to AdTech Connect. This is Susan Bratton. I'm the chair of the AdTech Conferences. And we have a stacked deck today. First up, I'll have Amanda Watlington, who's the owner and the principal consultant of a company called Searching for Profit. Well, if everybody's not a potential customer for that company name, I don't know what would be. Uh, after Amanda, we're going to talk to Ignacio Hernandez. I love his nickname. It's Nacho. Makes me hungry just thinking about it. He's the founder and CEO of iHispanic Marketing Group. We're going to learn all about what's going on in the Latin world. After that, a little more Latina lingo with Gaston Terratuda, the director of sales of Universum Online. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with Brad Bender, head of optimization for DoubleClick. So let's get started and bring Amanda on this morning. Are you with me? Yes, I sure am. Good morning. How are you? Terrific. Hey, I like that enthusiasm. I'm so happy you came on the show. Now, you are a new speaker to AdTech. I was introduced to you by all of my search friends, the Sempo organization. Oh, cool. And you're coming on to the San Francisco show for a session called How to Grow a Profitable Affiliate Channel, Recruit the Best Partners for Your Business. And I thought we could start off by talking a little bit about what attendees at the San Francisco AdTech show might hear from you on that session, and then we'll open it up to a little bit wider conversation about exactly what Searching for Profit does. Sure. I'm really looking forward to this to this panel because it's going to be a whole group of really, really neat people on it, as well as myself. And we're actually, we're, we've had a, a number of conversations about what we're going to talk about, and really the focus is how to make, how to make money, how to, make it, how to grow a profitable affiliate channel. And we're going to really look at it from a couple of different ways. We're going to look at the challenges that an affiliate faces in getting started, and we're going to take from there. We're also going to look at what's going on in the the world of affiliates. What uh, the basically the kinds of affiliates there are, 
And then I'm going to cover particularly some of the search engine marketing issues. What uh, it's really, I look at the piece that's uh, my portion of it in this particular thing is looking at some of what I, the cautions. I'm going to put up a number of yellow uh, yellow caution lights. If you were, if you're a, a racing fan. Uh, places to look out for, because really, uh, the success of a, an affiliate program today hinges very, very heavily on successful search marketing. So we're going to look at that, and we're going to look at about the business search, side of search it. And affiliate. Isn't one of the biggest issues about search and affiliate that your affiliates will start to buy your keywords, and then there becomes some conflict in your channel? Isn't that kind of you one of the big it. issues that around is, that? That is, bar none, the single biggest problem. Also, your affiliates uh, can create a lot of noise in the channel and uh, as well. And today, it's harder. And one of the other issues is transparency. You know, are they an affiliate or what are they? And right. and with some of the new. Uh, New technologies, it's harder and harder for the, uh, for it all to make sense. So are there any rules of etiquette around that? Yes, there are, and most of them, uh, relate to the, to the setup of the affiliate program. Okay. You know, if you can't really say to somebody, uh, it's after the horse is out of the barn, if you will, you can't say, now you can't buy my, my, my name. If you haven't locked that down before you really set out, you can't go backwards on it very easily, because you're going to get pushback. And so uh, there's a lot of contract negotiation with the affiliates then? Is that what you're saying? Get all the rules, get all the rules of engagement set up in advance? Before you start the affiliate, if if you are all going to offer an affiliate program, take into consideration, I always say it, uh, you know, don't get get up on the 30,000-foot plane and then take uh, the worst, worst possible uh, uh, case scenario. Do your disaster planning up front. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Don't wait until a fire is burning the house down. Yeah. To to buy the insurance. Now, is there anywhere that these kind of rules are posted, or is there any place where there's like a really good contract or something like that, that if a person were currently doing affiliate and they wanted to pump that up to the next level and they were having these kinds of problems, any resources, any places they can go? There's a lot of information on, on affiliate marketing, and uh, I would be... I would be remiss to, um, to point to just one or two, but there's a okay. tremendous, t- tremendous resources on it, now, and they're in various, uh, depending on what area you're looking at. Would you be willing to um, give out your email address? And you can say no, it's okay, because I didn't clear this with you in advance, but um, would you be willing to give out your email address to the people who might be most interested in getting those pointers, or do you have them on your site? Or is there sure, any place that I- I'll get give that? out my email address and, uh, you know, uh, I'll probably down the line blog it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email address is Amanda at Searching for Profit. It's real hard. I've made it very hard for people to find me. <laughs> and you're for searchingforprofit.com. Com. And what's your blog URL? My blog is, again, uh, amandawatlington.typepad.com. I'm, I okay. have a typepad blog because I don't want to fool with the technology. I, I want to write. Type pads even too hard for me. <laughs> I'm a blogger. <laughs> so, uh, you know, now, everybody says, Amanda, you talk about blogging a lot. You work in blogging a lot. And why do you have a type pad blog? Why haven't you? And I want to say, guys, I want to write. I don't want to fool with the 
fool with uh, fed up and fight with it a lot. Exactly. I, I agree. That's why, that's why these wonderful companies built these tools. Thank God for Mina Trot, huh? Yes. And actually, <laughs> if for those of you who don't know, she's the, the founder the with her husband, the, Ben, whose name I can't remember. Uh, she's certainly the more visible one of uh, TypePad. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to one of the people that is going to be on the panel with us is Marissa Levinson. Exactly. And want to talk about apart. that? Just explain who she is for everybody. Six Apart. She's the affiliate manager of Six Apart. Six Apart is guess what? <laughs> exactly. And so uh, now the affiliate piece is starting to weave into the blogging piece because Absolutely. the bloggers are becoming affiliate marketers because they're getting enough traffic. So TypePad has done what to create some new connection? They're, they're working on, on building an affiliate network. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really can't speak for her. Yeah. I'm sure I would mess it up. Yep. They, everybody has to come to Ad Tech to hear more about it. Right. There you go. Well, let's talk more about searching for profit. Now, you do a couple of different things. You've, you know, usually when we talk to people who are kind of in the search space, in the SEM, SEO, PPC space, they, they kind of do one thing. Like one of the things I've noticed is that there, there actually aren't that many firms that are really proficient in doing SEO, you know, optimization of a site, as well as pay-per-click, you know, keyword purchases and optimization. They almost always kind of separate those things out. Your company seems like you do both search marketing strategy and implementation, plus blogging, podcasting, RSS. You, you've taken a very different tack. Tell me about your business strategy and how all those things fit together. Yes, yes. And the reason for it is that, uh, you know, I've, I came to technology a long time ago, I admit, and I came to it because it fascinated me. And... Uh, have you always technology been the kind of continues girl? to evolve. I can't stop being fascinated. Mm-hmm. And like right now, I've got my eyes trained on a lot of Web 2.0. You know, to use a very tired phrase, a lot of Web right. 2.0 apps. Because my question is, is how are we going to integrate these? How are we going to make these work? I was a marketing manager for a number of years, and I was a corporate planner in another long ago and far away, as I say. And, I'm, and I keep looking and saying, now, now, help me understand how I can make this make me money or how can it make money for a business. And that's really what my focus is, is integrating and looking at all these new technologies, most of which have a search component. And I've, and I've taken uh, a background in search marketing. I've been in, in search marketing for 10 years taken that or more, taken that and sort of pulled it up and said, all right, let's take this understanding of what is the fundamental driver to to, uh, online business and lay on top uh, a knowledge of these new technologies and then let's pull money through it. Now, give us a couple of examples. I've got a couple questions around this. Give us a couple of examples of companies who you see dabbling in this. Maybe they're doing podcasting or they have an RSS feed of some of their content or what have you. Tell me a couple of examples of companies that you can point to for our listeners that they could go see how it's being well executed. Well executed and strategies well put together. It's really hard to point to just one that does any one piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are a number that are, for instance, one of the for instances that I'm kind of interested in watching what they're doing is PR Web. Really, because they've started. That. They've started now. They've got a podcast piece. They've got lots of RSS pieces. Uh, they've looked at the technologies and they've started to not started. They are well on their way to pulling, doing what I call the pull through, which is to to bring money to to it. 
Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, I, I admit I have got some clients who have done a good job, but I'm not at liberty to, to disclose their name. Okay. Which is well, you of, shouldn't tell us they're your the clients. Side. You should just tell us who they are. <laughs> You're going to have to wheel them in later somehow. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. Some All right, are, you so know, one of what about companies that you're watching? You know, I've got my eye on some companies that I think are this Web 2.0 app stuff like Lithium and Powered and Bizarre Voice and Simple Feed. You know, there's, a, there's quite a laundry list of them. Who are some of the companies that you think have interesting technology solutions for marketers? Because really the people who listen are the marketers, the ad agencies, the publishers who are the attendees of ad tech. Right. I, I've been looking very with great interest at a lot of the citizen media material because at heart there's a lot of PR and there's a lot of work that can be done with the citizen media. Now, what do you mean by the citizen media? That's blogging. Okay. You just it's mean blogging. All of, it's okay. all the folks who work and do blogging. One of the uh, Some of the things that I've been interested with are... Uh, are, are the the tagging technology that we see at Technorati, not Technorati, excuse me, whew, Delicious and Dig and, and Reddit and uh, a number of, there's just a proliferation of these tools that let you tag. For a marketer, I can see them as a powerful way of uh, making sure that the story has understood what it is. Okay, explain that to our listeners. Give a, give a really specific example of how a marketer could use tagging. A marketer ha- has a piece in a block, well, and, uh, and more and more we see corporate blogs. Okay. They pull out of it, and they make sure that it is tagged with their brand name or tagged with uh, the names of the product types that they've got. They make it's sure just it's like meta tags right on your web pages. That that particular blog piece is tagged. With, and that it has delicious tags on it, or that it has de- it has tags on it. So when somebody searches and says, "Send, sh- show me everything that is tagged with this," they come back up. Okay. Now, how does a consumer get the tagging? Let's explain the whole process of how. <laughs> a consumer goes to a site like Delicious, and they simply type in a query, and the materials that were tagged that come up. It's just that easy. Okay. So it's a new way to search, and it's a way to search blog content that's not crawled, let's say, as well by a search engine as it might be. It's a way to make sure, like a meta tag on a website, exactly. you can tag blogged content. Exactly. It's, I want to say it's uh, user-initiated meta tagging. Mm-hmm. Very, and I'm I'm kind of got my eye on, uh, on a number of the tagging. One of the areas, one of the other ones that fascinated me is a very new uh, application called Newsvine. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Tell us about oh, that. Oh, Newsvine. Uh, you you, and, and, you know, a lot of these technologies have the strangest names. Yeah, that's well, that's because there's no names left. And and I I love the name. And you seed the vine. And you, it's a way of of pulling together news information. It's very interesting and, oh, and it's okay. very, this very This is new. Uh, visualization software applied to news feeds. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not a visualization. It is a way of, of pulling together the top stories, mm. and a user does it. All and right, a user, everybody's uh, going to go to news. Uh, news, 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 news,
Newsvine.com? Newsvine.com. All right. Hey, we only have a minute or two left, and I, I have to say, Amanda, I really enjoyed reading your bio in preparation for the show today, and I'm voting you the woman I would most likely to go camping with. Uh, go, m- not camping, okay. Camping for me is like a gorgeous cabin in the woods on a lake. <laughs> that kind of camping. I propose we do this because... I was reading your story about yourself and your interests. You're a rowing referee, which we're going to come back to. Uh You play golf, you fish, you like to boat, you cook avidly, and you cherish a good conversation over a meal. My God, that's fabulous. You sound like so much fun. I think you'd be great to go camping in the woods with. <laughs> you sound very proficient, <laughs> like out, kind of outdoorsy. Like you could go catch something, cook it, and make it taste delicious and be stunningly interesting over that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's, but that's, you know, I, you're right. I play golf avidly. I fish. I boat. You and know, you're kind, and of, a, and and you're kind of a geeky referee. girl. I mean, you're like a a technical guy's goddess, I'm thinking. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, I married a geeky guy because I'm a geeky girl. And, uh, I, you know, these guys are going to be drooling over you now. Are you single or married? Oh, I've been married for 35 years. Oh, darn. Well, your yeah. husband, you better go back and tell him, I said, he is the luckiest man in the universe. Well, I think I'm lucky because you know, a lot of the interests I have, I have as a result of him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know, a, I know. A That's referee. Nice. That's... Actually, after, you know, I was a basketball referee, and my, uh, my husband was an avid uh, rower, and I got tired of waiting for him. So I became a referee, and now I'm glad because I can't referee basketball anymore. My wheels have gone out. (laughs) I know about those wheels. Well, Amanda, we have to wrap it up right now, but I have so enjoyed talking to you, and you are just a font of wonderful information, and you explain things beautifully. So I can't wait to see you speak at the San Francisco show, and we'll have you back on the show again. Thank you very, very much. It's been my pleasure. Take care and have a great day. All right, we're going to go to a commercial break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Nacho. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch. 
RealSearchMedia.com today. From WMR Studios, from Academy Award-winning producer, Mr. Producer, and Academy Award-winning director, Mr. Intern, comes a two-hour roller coaster ride of thrills. Excited about the uh, different things that are going on here. Chills. Wow, that's excellent. And pure adrenaline. How you doing today, Greg? Excellent. 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 And again, sounds like the show's going pretty well for you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Next up now is Chris Tolls. Excellent. And uh, welcome to Next Stuff Now. Good karma's good ROI, Greg Nyland. Trying to put your hole in the dam with all the cracks. You know, as soon as you get one, there's always a new one. Excellent. Starring the blockbuster event of the summer, Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Um, yeah, that's excellent. Critics hail it as the best buddy movie of the year. East meets West in his laugh out loud box office classic. Excellent. You'll cry. You'll cheer for Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Rated EX4. Excellent. Check out Next Stuff Now with Chris Tolls, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Good Karma, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. It's Susan Bratton, the chair of AdTech. And next up, we have Ignacio Hernandez. He's the founder and CEO of a company out of La Jolla, California, called iHispanic Marketing Group. Nacho, are you with us? Yes. Hello, Susan. Good morning. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Very excited about AdTech. Yay! Well, this is your first one, right? I mean, maybe maybe you've been to the show before? No, this is my first one. First one. Fantastic. And you are a panelist on a session called Multicultural Marketing in the Global Economy. Yes, that's correct. Really Good. Excited. So what are you going to tell us about when you get there? What's, what's your story? Well, there's lots to talk about. Um, I have uh, two sides of the story that I would like to uh, present. One is what's happening with marketers uh, out there today in the U.S. Um, when targeting uh, the Hispanic marketing uh, segment, how are they doing it? What their you know what their preferences are? What their limitations or, or barriers um, that are preventing them to to go forward with that? And you'll be surprised how much uh, um, you know just just the lack of support from from senior management there is on that. Um, but also, you also learn about, um, um, you know, what tactics are mostly used. And, of course, search engine optimization uh, was number one upon a study that we did with marketing proofs. Um, it was a great, great study. Uh, we surveyed about uh, 1,026 um, professionals and got lots of learnings on that. And on the other side, um, we're going to be talking about consumers and uh, how um, what they do, what their preferences are, and, and how you can market to them via um, Internet marketing and search marketing. So how y- your specialty, is the U.S. Hispanic market, or is it, do you also spread all through Latin America? How, what, where's your cut on all that? So I started uh, back in 2000 with a little company called MexGrocer.com. Yep, and, you were a founder uh, of that, right? That's correct. Okay. And uh, very proud of it. I uh, started out with my father, and, you know, we had to learn how to do this, you know, for our, for our own good. And uh, slowly uh, learn more about, you know, what uh, back in the days, go com, pay-per-click, 
and uh, and then you know quickly added on uh, Google, uh, Google AdWords and learned about search engine optimization, learn about affiliate marketing, learn about all these kinds of things that you know were just being very successful for our business. And at one point, uh, I said, "Okay, well, everything's running really smoothly. Well, how about if I start helping out?" Uh, you know, other people, um, other business owners. So I started giving consulting and uh, started off with, you know, general market stuff, um, a golf reservations company here in San Diego and, and some others. And so it I was realized, a Hispanic golf reservations company? No, it was general market. So then oh, I realized... General market, okay. I'm having a little trouble hearing you, so if you can yell into your phone a bit, that'd be helpful for me. Sure, no problem. Thanks. So, so I... Um, I said, well, why why do it to the general market, not just focus to to the Hispanic market, and um, and you know be the best at that? And that made more sense. So um, you know we've been doing it with Max Roser for for over six years. So so that worked really well. And so well, if we do that to you know more clients, they will get more value from from me um, from that than you know being another. You know, search engine marketer for the general market, and and that's how it came to be. You know, and uh, and then Danny Sullivan uh, was really great in adding me to to a panel uh, at Search Engine Strategies Conference uh, back in Chicago of 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, panelists uh, were Dana Co- uh, Barbara Cole and uh, Lucas Morea, which I, I think you you're probably familiar with. And uh, we're really excited, and that's when it all started, you know. And uh, since then, we've been preaching and telling everybody about how exciting this market is and how you can do it through search marketing and other Internet uh, marketing efforts. So, Nacho, my question, which you didn't answer, was, (laughs) do you handle just Hispanic targeting in the U.S., or are you working all the way down through Mexico and Latin America? Um, How much of the market do you help your customers with? We do both U.S. Hispanic and yeah. Latin America. Okay. Primarily focused in Latin America, in um, Mexico, a um, little bit of Guatemala and uh, Costa Rica okay. and Argentina. But uh, that's about it. There's there's over 22 countries that uh, make up Latin America. So so um, you have to focus, you know, we right? Have to focus exactly. So yeah. Argentina, Guatemala, Costa Rica, and Mexico. Primarily Mexico. Uh huh. Latin America. Okay. And and the U.S. Hispanic is probably US where we have the most business. So tell me, just you know, I don't know if you know these exact numbers off the top of your head, but give me a, a rough estimate of how many uh, uh, Hispanics there are that are addressable via the internet on a you know a monthly or an annual basis. How many people are online U.S. Hispanics, and how many people are online? Just give me Mexico as an example. Um. Online altogether, uh, I think there are about sixty million or so. Sixty and, million uh, U.S. Hispanics online. Yes, that's wow. all together. U.S. and Latin America and ah, okay. Spain. Um, so it's about sixty or so million, and you know these numbers are you know always constantly changing. So. Sure. You know, whether there's 60 million or 65 million, that's more or less roughly what there are. And uh, U.S. Hispanic market is about um, 14 or so million, roughly. Okay. And that's growing the fastest. And then we have 
Spain and uh, Mexico, the next, you know, Hispanic markets to be, you know, among the largest. Yeah. And Mexico has about 17 million, and I believe Spain has about uh, about the same, mm-hmm. 16 or 17 million. Fantastic. Now, are they all using Google? Mostly in the U.S. Hispanic market, yes. Google is the, the most popular search engine. Um, a survey that we're running uh, currently with uh, GMI, Global Test Market Insight, and uh, it's going to prove us uh, which is the more popular search engine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easily to track through you know, Nielsen Net Ratings and, and uh, Comscore Media Metrics, you know, all those uh, statistic um, vendors, you know, they're able to track volume very well, but it's difficult to see, you know, the popularity side of things. So that's why we're running that survey and uh, asking a lot of other questions as well. Okay. So you're going to get that detailed information. And for the U.S. Hispanic market is what you're primarily focused on. Is that right? Well, that survey is going to tell us, um, you know, we, we have about 1,000 general uh, U.S. Uh, panelists and then 1,000 U.S. Hispanic panelists, so we can compare the two markets. And we have about a, a thousand panelists from each of the countries. Okay. Some 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 of the smaller countries are you know a little bit less panelists, but uh, you know we're, we're sure. you know one thousand panelists. Uh, it's a lot of information. It's uh, statistically proven to to have a small margin of error. That's great. I'm sure it's it's weighted based on the uh, penetration by country. So That's now, right. when are you going to publish this research, and how can the listeners get a hold of it? Because this sounds like good stuff. Okay, great. Um, the marketing proofs research that's on the marketing side, the, the professional side, will be published in early April, and I believe that's going to come out around the fourth of April on the marketingproofs.com newsletter. And for uh, we call it profs, I think marketing profs, profs. like professionals right. or professors. Is that the that's one? Right. Market, marketingprofs.com. Sorry, my English is, you know, is my second oh, language. Oh, no worries. I, I uh, like your uh, English. It's no problem at all. But they might go to P-R-O-O-F because that's how you were pronouncing it. So it's marketing profs, P-R-O-F-S.com, right? That's correct. Yeah, and that's a and, very good website um, for wonderful And then we have the other uh, that we're expecting to, to have ready by um, late April, um, GMI, uh, the iHispanic GMI survey mm-hmm. um, and research study. Mm-hmm. Hopefully late April, um, if not uh, by early May, and we are really excited to to present both of these um, s- studies in uh, both AdTech, um, which is going to be our primarily focus for, and also yep. other shows that we'll be having throughout the year. Great. Hey, thanks for not promoting the other shows on my show. <laughs> it's okay, you can. <laughs> it's no problem. Um, all right, good. So you're, you're hopefully going to unveil the research at, on um, April 26th at San Francisco Ad Tech, which will be great. Right. So um, I have a couple more questions for you. Now, your business, iHispanic Marketing Group, is based in La Jolla, California. Is that correct? That's correct. And are you there right now? Yes. And Funny. where did you originally uh, come from? What, where in Mexico are you from? From Mexico City. Mexico City. And is that where you started Mex Grocer? No. Um, I started Mex Grocer here in La Jolla, California, after okay. my MBA studies in, in Mexico City at the IPADE um, Institute, which is uh, Harvard Extension in Mexico City. Nice. And, uh, you know, very excited to, to do that about 
six years ago. That's fantastic. Now, you love La Jolla because anybody who's ever been there knows how fabulous, gorgeous, beautiful. The air is velvet. It's one of the most beautiful places in the United States, don't you think? Yes, totally agree on that. So now lots of people go to San Diego, which is where La Jolla is. It's next to it, just north of San Diego. They go there for SeaWorld and uh, go to Hotel Del Coronado and all that kind of stuff. What we really care about is the best Mexican restaurant in San Diego, besides your mother's house if she lives there. Where, where do we need to go when we come to San Diego to have the world's best Mexican food? Um, a tough question, too, because San Diego's got some of the best Mexican food, don't you think? I totally agree. Um, there's, there's a really good restaurant downtown called Candelas. Candelas? Uh, and does that Candelas. mean candles? Yeah, that means uh, that's exactly right. Okay. And, um, and uh, I think that's the best one. It's, it's, it's very popular, and it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit expensive, but it's, you know, it's a nice place to take your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And what do you order girlfriend. when you go there? What's your favorite dish at Candelas? Candelas has a really good um, black bean soup, mm. and it has really good um, chile rellenos as well. Oh, ho, ho. Now, for, for all of our Northwesterners who don't know what a chile relleno is, can you describe that a little bit? Sure. It's um, a poblano pepper. Mm-hmm, which is not is, spicy. Which is it's a, it's like a large jalapeno. It's like a really fat, large jalapeno, which, which has been... Um, Emptied from you know from the inside, and it's usually stuffed with um, um, ground um, meat and some cheese and some you know spices and and whatnot, and <laughs> and it's covered with a uh, salsa, and it's usually um, you know served with with rice and with um, and with some other hors d'oeuvres. It's it's really nice. And it's mandatory when you have chili rellenos that you have a very large margarita, preferably in a glass the size of your head, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think we were going to be talking about that today, did you? No, but, you know, I'd be happy to talk about Mexican food. I with mean, it uh, <laughs> most of my life. Uh, my my uh, great-great-grandfather, Ignacio Hernandez del Castillo, founded a company called Herdes. Are you familiar with Herdes Salsa? Uh, Herdes, no, I don't know it. No. Herdes sure Salsa like it, is one of the largest uh, Mexican food manufacturers in, in Mexico. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, so, so Mexican food has been in uh, my life, uh, you know, it runs in my veins. I love that. You have salsa coursing through your veins, right? <laughs> yep. Me too, Nacho, and I'm not even Spanish or Mexican. <laughs> but once you're a Californian, you love that. Well, let's get back to the final question I have for you. We'll get back to business now that we've had a little fun, and we're definitely going to go to Candelas. Um, let's leave our audience with the answer to the following question. I'm interested in reaching the Hispanic market, and I'd like to append my search marketing program with some new campaigns to reach the Hispanic market. What do I need to do and how much will it cost me? And you have about two minutes to answer that before I got to kick you off and go to the next person. So let's hear the story about that because that sounds fascinating. Um, Our research shows, which I completely agree on, that the the best way to approach the Hispanic market is through search engine optimization. Okay. Um, Search engine optimization will set a foundation of your website assets. 
um, you're investing on your website. It's not a marketing expense. Um, that is pay-per-click advertising, which is the second thing that I completely recommend on. Why? Because it's very uh, much less expensive than the regular English terms. You know, you can you can invest maybe one tenth of the cost um, of what you're spending on your English uh, keyword budget, and uh, it's a great opportunity. There's other great ways to do um, you know marketing to Hispanics through email campaigns, press releases, e-newsletters, um, and you know even banner ads and affiliate marketing. Uh, for those who who are a lot into affiliate marketing. It's a great opportunity to, to add Spanish to your sites. And, uh, you know, you can rank higher through search engine optimization uh, where y- your, your partner may not be doing it. And so that's where you, you can make more money than perhaps, you know, um, any of the competitors out there. So you're um, saying that you would start with your website and you would um, uh, create additional pages on your website that were in Spanish. And correct. then you would optimize those. Correct. And, and, and this, that's a very good point because some people think that you have to have your full website in Spanish, and that's not entirely true. You can have okay. great landing pages in Spanish that are focused on, you know, a keyword that is not, uh, you know, primarily branded to, to, to a certain product um, because then you can have a little bit of a trouble. But if it's just, you know, it, it's more of a, a general keyword of, of what relates to your product, you can do that, you know, optimize that, and try to follow as much of the process as you can in translation, um, you know, all the way through checkout if you can, and that'll help you increase conversions. Mm-hmm. Now, do you help do that? Are you doing what we would call localized sites, I suppose? Are you doing um, the language localized conversion you for Localized, you mean for, for San Diego type, or localized, you mean to localize to a certain target? Um, what I'm saying is, do you do the language conversion? If, if I had a website and I wanted to have some, uh, I wanted to offer a parallel site in, uh, in uh, Spanish, could you do that, or do you offer services or outsource that to someone who could translate all that for us? No, we do that. We have you a team in Mexico that um, you know, does translation, and then we optimize all that translation. And, right. uh, and that's, you know, part of the production process. It's, it's, uh, the language is one thing, but then you need to add all the marketing side of things. You need to add all the, the visual um, side, which is, you know, the, the digital imagery. Um, it's very important with the Hispanic market. You know, if, um, if you're going to be talking to a Cuban or you're going to be talking to a Mexican, it, it can be, you know, two completely different things. Yeah. And it's, it's all very exciting. You know, there's ways to do it. Well, I think you've made it clear that if we're going to do anything with the Hispanic market, we need to call you, Nacho. Your URL is ihispanic.com, and uh, I really thank you for coming on the show today. You've been delightful. We got some good tips, both food-related and marketing-related, and we'll see you at the San Francisco show. Thank you very much, Susan. Thanks, I Nacho. Look all right, to going we're going to go to a commercial break now, and when we come back, we'll speak keeping on the theme of our multicultural marketing with Gaston Taratuda from Universum Online. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. 
the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target. Now, discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. Hi, this is Mark with WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm calling about the new music we're playing on Monday night. Well, the songs are the way they are nowadays. You can't hear the words well enough to understand that what you would have heard is something you wouldn't have understood anyway. I agree. That's why Monday night we're turning back the hands of time to the sounds of the 60s with Magical Mystery Monday. Wow. Boy. Groovy. Wow. Far out. Wait a minute, who else is on this line? Jan Brady. Hi, Jan. Poor thing, too bad she's a loser. A loser? Yeah. That's exactly what I am, a born loser. Oh, well, don't say that. You've got to have confidence in yourself. I do have confidence. I'm confident that I'm a no-talent loser. Well, if you want to build your confidence, then log on to webmasterradio.fm, because we've got a great lineup on Monday with Strike Point at 3 p.m., Wizards of Web at 4, and Magical Mystery Mondays at 8 p.m. I hope you've learned something from all of this. Yes, that web. Webmaster Radio is the destination for education and entertainment. You are the grooviest. Wow, you can ride my range anytime. Um, uh, no thanks. Uh, I really got to go now. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. It's 
Susan Bratton, the chair of AdTech today, talking to Gaston Taratuda. Gaston, are you on the line? Yes. How are you? Good morning. I am great. So, you're the director of sales for Universo Online, which is uol.com. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And U-O- I'd love... Exactly. I'd love for you to just explain kind of the, the history of UOL.com. It's part of IMS, the Internet Media Services. This is Brazil. So kind of explain how all the pieces fit together for the listeners so that they can get a sense. Okay. So as a, I'm a former director of UOL.com.br, the largest uh, Portuguese website um, in the world, I'll say. Now, right now, from Miami office, I'm the president of IMS Internet Media Services, who actually represents UOL largest uh, portal and ISP in Latin America for advertising sales in, in the United States and Europe as well. So, so basically, UL history, UL was born 10 years ago when no one was even talking about Internet in Latin America. People were talking about the TCP IP protocol. Um, UL is formed by people that actually owns um, the largest newspaper in Brazil. It's called Folia de São Paulo for almost 70 years. So basically, uh, this company was formed by content people, media people, uh, and the idea was, initially the idea was to be able to bring the same content that we have it on the, on the print paper, put, put it online, and then everything uh, went into an ISP, and then um, the, largest con- uh, the largest portal and uh, Portuguese content in the world, you know. So UOL, UOL is very much like AOL in America. Exactly. Right? Yes, exactly. It happens to me that going to meetings, I've been with UL for almost seven years and uh, I'm commercializing UL for seven years and I'm, I have meetings in, sometimes in New York and people said, uh, I thought that you were coming from AOL. I said, no, AOL, no, it's UL, which means universal online. Mm-hmm. Universal online. So basically the idea was at that time when we put the name of UL, we had an American online for the Americas. Then we have a Terra, which means uh, land, right, in, in yeah. Spanish or Portuguese, and they also, so so if they are American, they are Terra, we're going to be the universe then. So that, that's it. how we came up with the idea of universal online. It's not just the land, but the world. Exactly. Got it. The universe, not the world. Okay. So now, uh, this is Brazilian, and uh, it's both people in Brazil and people in the United States who are Brazilian and want to get this information. Is that correct? Oh yes, exactly. So you have two. We we have basically two two products here. One one product is um, the Brazilian side, ul.com.br, that is visited for more than 25 million people per month on a monthly basis. And then we have, of course, the visitors that do visit uh, ul.com.br outside outside Brazil. For example, mm-hmm. we have more than 400,000 Brazilians that want to read news, content in Portuguese, and they visit ul.com.br being in the United States of America as well. Okay, so let me see if I got the numbers right. You said 25 million in-market in Brazilians and then 400,000 Brazilian expatriates. Exactly. Okay, well, that's a hell of a big website, 25 it is, million it is. people. We, we are among the top 10 sites in the world so you, let me give you some numbers so you understand. Yeah. UL is, Brazilian Internet right now is you're looking at 33 million people being connected. 25 million people visit UL. UL is the uh, number one website on unique visitors and time spent online. So what I can tell you is UL is a site with more than 4 billion page views, 4 billion. 
It offers connectivity. We have 1.5 million ISP members that pays every month around 12, around 10 and 15 dollars in a monthly basis uh, for um, uh, connectivity. Is it dial-up or broadband? The most important thing, uh, I told you the 4 billion pages, you're looking at a 25 million unique users. Uh, UL is a site with more than 100 million searches a month. Uh-huh. So, uh, so Brazil, uh, and I can add this on the Brazilian market. Brazil is a very interesting market for any company that is interested in on advertising and basically also looking for ROI, return on investment. I'm talking specifically about e-commerce. Um, the last thing I want to say on, on this question is Brazilians are number one on time spent online in the world. Number one above Japan and in the U.S. Slow readers. Say again. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> you said they, they spend more time online than anybody else. No, I was no, teasing, just, saying, no, are they was, slow readers? I was thinking readers? about time spent online. <laughs> just teasing you. Just trying to have a little fun. All right. Good. Now, I have a couple questions. On the ISP, you've got uh, 12. How many people are signed up through the ISP on 1. your five million me- 1.5 million people pay to 1. be connected. 5. And the connectivity, is that broadband or dial-up? Well, I can break down the numbers. You're looking at um, 40% is broadband right now, and 60% you're looking at a dial-up right now. Um, The important thing I can tell you about this is you're looking at Brazil at 180 million people, population 185, Mm -hmm. and uh, then you're looking at almost 30... 32 million people connected, so it's almost 18% of the population. However, in major cities like Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Brasilia, um, um, popul- the connectivity population it also can reach up to 35-40% of that city, particular yep. city. Still, we're looking at a 60% dial-up and 40% broadband. Now, is the broadband cable modem or DSL or both? Both. Okay. Both. Even How- though cable... The, the participation of cable in Brazil is the penetration of cable in Brazil is very very low. You're looking at a probably um, five to seven percent of the turn on TV uh, uh-huh. compared to, for example, Argentina that is almost forty percent cable. Um, so, uh, but I can tell you, you're looking at both both technologies uh, being used to to be connected. All right, a couple more questions. The search that's done on your site, is that powered and designed by the UOL engineering team, or have you done, I didn't check this before right. I talked to you, So, um, or is it done by uh, Google, or do you, do you outsource it to someone? Right, that's a very interesting question. I like this question. i tell you Good, why. Good, I'm glad I gave you something you like. Oh, yeah. No, everything I liked until now. No, my, the point is this with search. Um, several years ago, almost eight years ago, when no one was talking about search, we created our old platform on search that was called Miner. Coal Miner. 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 Just Miner. It's called Miner. Okay. Like a mining for information, right? Yep. Digging in the mine. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. So at that point, we created that. One our CTO is, you know, he 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 did his um, master's degrees and his thesis based on this. So he's uh, very uh, well-known in Brazil for this. Now, what happened later on, we, we discovered that uh, that, uh, that technology that we have developed, it wasn't enough. Uh, so in 2000, exactly in year 2000, when no one was talking about Google, we introduced Google in Brazil for ul.com.br search platform. And in 2002, in 2002 uh, actually up to 2004, 
we have used Google. However, for sponsor links, we have made a deal with um, a, a small company at that time that was called Terrespondo that later on was acquired by Overture, mm. Brazil oh, by Yahoo. Okay. And um, we had a we had Google Web Search uh, a platform uh, up to '04, and then and end of '04 we changed it for uh, Yahoo slash Intomi. So what does Busca mean? How do you say that? U L Busca. U L Busca. What does Busca, busca mean? Yeah, but Busca means uh, search, right? Oh, in English. Now the interesting thing is you can see online that we have searches or buscas for images, yep. for videos, for prices, for recommendations. We have today more than 10 different searches. Yep. Uh, basically, just to be able to offer the user more narrow um, uh, search capabilities, we have developed this internally, of course, uh, powered by Intomi slash, uh, by Intomi, by Yahoo, and the important thing is that uh, we do prepare very well uh, what we said internally, church and state. We prepare sponsor links from um, organic results, right? Uh, very well detailed. Got it. I can tell. All right, I have another question for you. I want you to pretend with me. So pretend. Now, let, let me ask a question first. Is there are there McDonald's restaurants in Sao Paulo? Oh, many. Uh, that's what I thought. All right. Pretend that I am the multicultural advertising vice president of McDonald's Corporation. Right. And you're coming to see me in Illinois. And I, I say, well, Gaston, I, o- you know, I only have $100 million. <laughs> Don't that's you wish? It? You would probably die on the floor right there. You I only me. have a million dollars. I have only $100 million. I don't even go there. I know. Um, I only have, let's say, a million dollars for multicultural marketing. And I can't decide between doing something to U.S. Hispanics or to the Brazilian marketplace. I'm thinking about giving all my money to the U.S. Hispanic marketplace. You convince me that I would do better in the Brazilian market. Why should I care about it? Well, I think, first of all, I think that if you have a budget for the U.S. Hispanic market... It's good because the U.S. Hispanic market represents eight percent of the of the uh, PIB, right? Of the of the GDP of the United States of America, and I think you, wow. you, you by by spending money in the U.S. Hispanic market, you're doing great. However, however, uh, Brazil is a country that is a, is, is a country in which you can pen- start penetrating the Latin American marketing, the Latin American market studying out of Brazil. And if I were you, I will divide my budget um, probably 50% to the U.S. Hispanic and 50% into Brazil. And why Brazil? You're looking at almost 185 million people. Uh, of course, you have AV, AV1, you have C1, you have D1, uh, but in the major cities, concentrates the most amount of people. Um, right now, you're looking at in Brazil, there are almost, in Sao Paulo, almost uh, 100 McDonald's restaurants right now and growing and growing. And an important thing to tell you is that uh, your competitors, Burger King, just launched a chain of restaurants in, 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 in Sao Paulo. And what basically what they did, they have not spent one cent in, in advertising. What basically did, they bought 
all the real estate in front of your stores. So if you go to if you want to go to Burger King, you just got to go you just got to cross the street of McDonald's. So in, a, in other words, you need to do advertising in Brazil to conquer the Brazilian market. You were a pioneer in Brazil. Uh, you were first in Brazil, so you have to keep that um, that uh, uh, pioneering uh, um, attitude that you had at the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So good. Now, I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about considering what you said and spending my money with you, but... I'm going to need you to take me to Sao Paulo and take me around for the day and show me the site so that I can get a feel for this place that I'm going to give you and spend all my money on this big order. So I'm going to be a tourist with you, and it's your job to take me around Sao Paulo. We're going to leave from Miami. How long is the flight, and what are we going to do for the day that's going to make me fall in love with Sao Paulo? Okay, first what we're going to do is we're going to take a flight in Miami International Airport at 8.30 p.m. in an Airbus 3, E330, actually E330, yeah, um, the company, the one of the me- best companies in the Americas is called TAM, uh, uh, it's called as a Brazilian airline. Uh, we'll fly there, we'll get there like 6.20 a.m. in the morning, then unfortunately we're going to have like a one-hour taxi to downtown Sao Paulo. Uh, because it's a rush, I mean, it's a rush hour. And um, then what we're going to do is I'm going to start showing you the main places of of the metropolitan city, uh, basically, of Sao Paulo. So I'm going to take you around the financial districts, in which there are a lot of restaurants around, in which McDonald's has one restaurant. I'm going to take you. <laughs> You're going to take me. I, the last place I want to go is McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but I want to show I you, I want to show you where your locations <laughs> that are very, 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 very well located. I'm going to take you into the most important uh, shopping areas. It's one, called, one is called Iwatemi, Shopping Iwatemi. I'm going to take you into another sh- big shopping. It's called Shopping Marketplace. Uh, Sao Paulo has one of the largest uh uh, parks, amusement uh, for walking, uh, running, uh, whatever you decide to do, um, in in the city, in the in the in the in the city, in the center of the city of San Pablo. San Pablo has a beautiful, beautiful historic site, um, like uh, for almost 200 years old, and more than all, and also 250 years old uh, buildings, a church, uh, a lot of good places to know. And also, I'll take you around. Our company is a company that we have more than 1,000 uh, employees. You know, we have the largest, as I told you, largest uh, newspaper in Brazil. I will, t- I will take you onto the side and see how the, pa- how the paper is being printed. Uh, I'll take you to UL so you can see a, a site with almost 1,500 servers working at the same time. So you're going to have a very hectic and uh, interesting day. Wow, it sounds great and exhausting but wonderful. I think I'm go- I'm giving you the order. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> you never worked so hard for an order in your life, did you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. That's but great. are you going to invest your money on the internet? How much out of your million are you going to invest online? Oh, well, I'm going to invest all million online, of course, and you've talked me into giving you half of it for uol.com. Exactly. Yay. So if everybody wants to come and see you in the, at the San Francisco show, are you planning to attend the International Networking Reception at lunch on the 26th of April? Yes, I am. Good. That was the right answer, huh? Fantastic. So whoever wants to meet you can come there. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's great. Basically, the message I want to give you before we you wrap up is this. If you really wanted to conquer the Brazilian market, we do have an opportunity through cross-media opportunity, which is ul.com.br with the ISP, Folia Online, which is the largest site for news in Brazil, and then the paper, Folia de São Paulo the newspaper. So we can give you uh, a good solution for a cross-media opportunity if you need and if you want to conquer the Brazilian market. And if you want to talk to me, of course, I'm going to be at the AdTech at the International um, uh, Lunch, and then I'm going to be also having the opportunity, which is an honor for me, to mm -hmm. speak at the conference, uh, thinking in the, the multicultural um, global strategies at 3.30 p.m. on the second day of the event. Well, you're a fantastic salesman, Gaston. Oh. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on, and I look forward to meeting you at the show, and I am going to say adios. Okay, adios. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It has. Thank you Bye -bye. so much. All right, we will go to a quick commercial break, not too long, because we've got to come back and talk to Brad Bender from DoubleClick. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links baby textlinkads.com contrary to what your mother told you you cannot be all things to all people you can however focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward thinking solutions oriented and works as a complete extension of your organization no need to do it over and over again SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs programming in most major languages and operating systems srkconsulting.com making sure your mother is always proud then just kick an ass with domain name monty 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 and uh what, what's uh what's been your highest domain name sale how much money was it for it was approximately one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars about 150 grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. 
TDD, the master of your domain. My literally probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. It's Susan Bratton, the chair of AdTech. And I have on today Brad Bender, the head of optimization for DoubleClick. Brad, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you, Susan? I'm great, Brad. Thank you for coming on the show today. We've been keeping you busy, I think. It's been it's been a great uh, series uh, being part of uh, AdTech Impact. Uh, really, really fun. Yeah, you're a speaker on our ten city single day events called Impact, and uh, you're on the session called Campaign Optimization, covering ad formats, creative and program measurement options. That's a lot. I know uh, that you and Rick Bruner have been co-sharing that, and also doing one of the keynotes at the event. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's been it's been great, and we've had a lot of uh, great audience interaction during the event as well. Um, yeah, they're they're you know, small really enough that everybody can get a get a say, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, we cover you know optimization uh, covers a pretty wide spectrum of things, and so when we're talking about you know how the internet medium you know has emerged as, as one of the most powerful mediums on the planet. You know, it's a pretty exciting topic, and we, and we get a lot of um, good interaction out of the audience. Now, the Toronto show is happening today. Are you calling me from Toronto, or do you have Rick up there today? No, actually, um, there, there are actually three of us who have been uh, rotating. Um, Stephen Golis, who's our director of uh, strategic services, uh, is oh, also okay. uh, giving some of the speaking uh, positions. So he's actually up in Toronto today. Um, but I was at uh, the last three. I was in uh, Boston and uh, Atlanta and Denver, and uh, they were great. Good. Well, and the uh, Toronto show today is the first ad tech ever in Canada. So that's, that's kind of exciting for us. We're expanding into the, uh, you know, ad tech. We're expanding all over the world these days. We'll be in Berlin. We just announced Sydney. We've done Shanghai. We're doing that again. Um, we're going to do Paris. Uh, of course, great. we're in London. So now we're in Toronto. So <laughs> we, needs, we, we, we should buy an airline and get vertically integrated, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're really excited about uh, San Francisco, actually, um, yeah. because uh, you know we're going to be launching a new product there called Dart Adapt, which is actually an optimization product. Um, so that's really exciting for us, um, and uh, you know it's been it's been going really well. Our publisher has been really excited about it. Let's come back to Dart Adapt because I do want to find out about that. Um, let's start at the top though and talk about you know DoubleClick's gone through some uh, management changes and those kinds of things, and you've been slimming down your product offering, um, and it seems to me becoming a more focused company. Can you explain to our listeners exactly what the focus of DoubleClick is these days? Where, where's the power stroke in DoubleClick? That's a great question. Um, I've actually been with DoubleClick for nine years, so I've I've seen the whole the whole ride, and it's been you came great. with the Abacus acquisition, correct? Actually, I was around uh, before that. I started out okay. on the uh, DoubleClick technology side, um, and then teamed up um, with uh, some of the Abacus team 
um, to learn about their statistical experiences. And, and actually, that's what I've brought back um, to the DoubleClick side to build Dart Adapt, is you know, kind of taking the best statistical methodology and integrating it with Dart. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, just talking about DoubleClick, uh, recently, actually last summer, uh, we were uh, acquired by a financial company called Hellman and Friedman. Yeah, and it's and it's been fantastic, actually. We've uh, we've definitely got a, a lot of renewed focus. Um, I think uh, people that remember, um, you know, back in the days when you know really DoubleClick was well known for being uh, an innovator and a leader. Uh, I think the renewed focus that we've got is putting us uh, right on that course. Um, moving into 2006, and we just launched a product called Dart Search, and uh, Dart Adapt is, you know, taking us down the next step. It's it's really a cutting edge product, um, and you know, the feedback that we've been been getting from clients is just showing us that really, you know, I think we're going to see a new exciting, you know, double click uh, back out in the market. So you're really, fo if if I get this right, tell me if I do. Uh, yeah. What you're really focused on is ad serving with your Dart business and email marketing. Is that still true? Okay, that, well, that's a great question. Um, we actually recently um, sold our email business. Uh, to okay, I missed that. On. Yeah, so the primary, the real focus and where, you know, we're spending all of our time is on ad serving. So we have our core platform. Um, we're investing uh, a lot in continuing to develop our core platform. And then really it's the three big areas that, that we see as uh, emerging important areas on the Internet. Um, rich media is one. Search is the second, and, and like I said, we just launched our Dart Search product. And then optimization uh, is really, you know, when you think back to the original promise of the Internet, um, it's all about optimization. It's about yeah. being able to... Um, the right ad to the right people are at the right time. Yeah, right, right ad is the right time, exactly. It's about <laughs> seeing where, where individuals and, and users as groups are responding and, uh, you know, taking advantage of that. So really, you know, we're just, we're continuing to invest in that area. It's been an area, you know, that, that's been a big, uh, important point for us throughout our history. Uh, but now with Dart Adapt, I think we're taking, you know, uh, an even, you know, stronger next step uh, in terms of continuing to establish ourselves as we are, as the industry uh, leader in third-party ad serving um, and, uh, you know, developing optimization technologies that are going to help our clients, you know, helps us put, put us out there. So who bought the email business? Sure. Um, it's actually a company called Epsilon. Um, I don't really know very much about that acquisition. Yeah, I know. Um, you're on the other side of the business. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm focused, uh, you know, 120% on optimization, just like our results. <laughs> now, you just bought Falk, right? The German-based ad-serving company that's been doing a lot of rich media work? Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, that's, that's very recent. That's exciting. Um, and again, you know, just showing how, um, you know, Hellman and Freeman is just uh, really, you know, Going after going after our area of focus. Um, Falk is a very well known ad server in uh, Europe, mm -hmm. and uh, really um, they've got a great you know base of operations primarily in Germany and uh, the Netherlands. And you know when you put it together um, with all of the locations that we're in, you know it it, it comes up to uh, you know a really nice a really nice base for us to you know continue to expand uh, our offerings to clients around the world. So I, I'm going to leave Dart, Dart Adapt for last because I know that's kind of your major thing. Explain sure, sure. <laughs> what Dart Search is. Um, yeah, sure. Dart Search um, is really um, simplifying, you know, the search world. I, I, I think uh, I think search is, you know, can be really really complicated. And what Dart Search is is really uh, enabling 
um, you know, enabling advertisers to get, cut through all that chaos and um, make, make sense of that world. And so, you know, dealing with, you know, how, you know, the Googles and the overtures of the world um, do their, um, you know, search engine rankings, uh, you know, it takes a lot of expertise. And, and that's really where Dart Search comes in and, and helps simplify all of that for marketers and advertisers. Can you give me an example of that? Pretend that I, well, when I was talking to Gaston, the gentleman who was on before you, I pretended I was from McDonald's. So pretend I'm from McDonald's and explain to me what you can do for me that my search company can't already do for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, I, would, I would love to be able to speak to, like, search, you know, in, you know, in great detail. And, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to speak to uh, Dave Fall, who is our director of, uh, of search, and he could, you know, give you loads of examples about these, these things. Um, let's get Dave, we'll get Dave Fall on. Let's then let's yeah. move on to to Dart Adapt, and you tell us about that because I think that's one you feel like you really know deeply. <laughs> I could certainly do that. Um, it's a big yeah, company, I mean, and I'm asking you questions outside of your domain, which I apologize for. No worries no, not at all. Not a problem. Um, I mean, when I you know when I think about you know ultimately you know, and this is again, I mean, the the only reason I would defer to someone like Dave is you know if you want to get really. Gl- granular about, you know, what clients are, are, are saying, you know, he's, he's going to be the right guy to talk to. But, I mean, ultimately, it's the same concept. It's all about optimization. Um, and whether you're doing it for your d- digital ads or whether you're doing it for your, your search advertising, ultimately, you're trying to get to the same thing, which is performance of your advertising. Um, so, you know, the way that we do it in, on the Dart Adapt side is you know, leveraging the statistical methodology that has really been um, a best practice in traditional direct marketing for years. We've, what we've done is we've integrated that with Dart. Um, and, you know, at a very high level, it's very similar, you know, to what Dart Search ultimately is doing, which is helping clients make more money out of their search campaign. Um, what Dart Adapt is doing is helping advertisers who advertise on publishers using Dart Adapt um, ha- have increased performance of their campaigns. We've already actually been rolled out on behalf of over 100 advertisers. Um, the publishers that have been using it in general have been seeing lifts against a control group, and that's an important point, of, you know, 40 to 50 percent. And actually, some advertisers have even been seeing lifts, you know, over 100 percent, and even, you know, some over 200 percent. So it's, it's really been fantastic. We've been getting a lot of great feedback from clients that are using it, and you know, we're all really excited, obviously, about the launch that's coming up uh, in April at, at AdTech. So what are you optimizing against specifically when you use Adapt? Sure. Um, you know, clients have a variety of goals. And generally, when we um, engage a client, one of the things that we do is we, we have a team of uh, optimization specialists that can help partner with clients so that we understand what it is that they're trying to optimize to. And really, it's a four-step process um, that we work with clients on. First of all, it's defining your objectives. So whatever a campaign, you know, whatever campaign goals they have, whether it's click-throughs or view-throughs or, um, you know, some sort of conversion event, you know, they're trying to sell something on their site, um, we can work with them and those objectives to help, you know, maximize those objectives. Then what we're actually doing is when they run their campaign, um, we're using a statistical model um, that is using um, audience segmentation to find out where the audiences are responding to those offers and where they're not. And what we're doing is we're delivering more to the places that it's working and less to the places it's not working. And the great thing is you can compare it against a control group. 
Um, so you can really see the impact that you know using um, something as sophisticated and powerful as Dart Adapt can have on performance. Okay. Does that make um, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it makes sense. I think, you know what the difficulty is in talking about these kinds of things is that there's so many variables that it's almost really hard to not be ethereal in the conversation. It's like right. it would be more actionable, and I think people would grok it more if we could take maybe two different cases and walk through them very explicitly to show, you know, the before. It kind of needs to be a before and after. Sure. Um, you know, I'm I mean, optimized against this. You know, I'm optimized against, you know, total number of clicks. I'm optimized against acquisitions, and I don't care where they come from, you know. I think that that is probably more helpful. Um, you produce a lot of market research, a lot of white papers. I mean, I have to say that of all the companies in the history of the Internet, DoubleClick absolutely is the best at not just you know, tooting your own horn with your products and services, but actually providing real value and research and information to buyers. Are there any recent pieces of data um, that you could point to that you would like our listeners to know about? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and actually, uh, we were presenting some of this at um, the Ad Tech Impact Series itself yep. on the uh, 10 City Tour. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, one of the things that we're actually coming out with uh, very shortly is uh, a set of optimization best practices. Wow, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's been really, really interesting. And, you know, uh, we're still in the midst of talking, you know, double-click deals with uh, the top agencies, advertisers, and publishers um, worldwide. So yeah. what's really been, been great is talking to them and just listening um, to their, you know, their ideas about what are the, you know, the best things that, that you can do. And we've really heard uh, about a range of things that people can do, you know, from the very, you know, straightforward. And one of the things that I hit on um, when I was speaking is of something, you know, for advertisers and marketers, as simple as frequency cap. Yeah. So a frequency cap is, you know, when you make sure that any single user, you know, only sees a given message, you know, X amount of times. Because guess what? Once once someone's seen your message, you know, 500 times, you know, they're either, <laughs> they've either responded or they haven't. Um, by using something as straightforward as that and understanding, you know, how many times you have to show your ad to a user, you can really improve, you know, your cost per acquisition or whatever goal you have for that campaign. Um, and it, the second thing that I think we've we've really found is how important it is to really let the data speak for itself and listen to what the data is telling you. There's actually a, a great quote by Mark Twain, <laughs> who says um, something along the lines of, he says, um, people use statistics the way that uh, drunk uses a lamppost for support rather than illumination. Right. <laughs> and, and the idea there is, you know, people come up with, you know, I know where to place this ad. You know, it's a, it's a sports ad. It's got to get put on a sports section. Or I've got a flat panel screen ad. It's got to go in a consumer electronics section. But that may not be the best possible section that you could put those ads on if you care about performance. Um, by looking at the data, by letting the data speak for itself, you can find some really surprising findings. Um, and actually, we, we, we have a, a little thing that we do during, uh, during the Ad Tech Impact Series where you know, we kind of quiz the audience on, on, a, on something like this. I don't want to give away the answer. Okay. A couple, uh, a couple more <laughs> uh, of the impact series to go, but it, but it's really surprising when you when you look at the data and let the data speak for itself, 
And you may find that rather than advertising on that sports section, um, the best possible place if you care about performance is actually um, advertising on a video game site. But the only way you can find that out is if, is if you let the data speak for itself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of the data, um, you have a section on your site called Knowledge Central. You've got a search trend yeah. report up there. You've got a European yep. ad landscape report, rich media report, and then one that I think is probably fascinating, the decade in online advertising, 1994 to 2004. So um, sure. I encourage listeners to get over there and look at some of that good stuff. Um, yeah, I want to finish it's up. amazing we've, we've been around for, for a I, decade, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. Um, that means we're getting old, Brad. <laughs> well, actually, maybe just you. <laughs> maybe it's just me. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been around. You know, being around at the, you know, at DoubleClick and seeing it from this viewpoint for the last nine years has been, uh, been amazing. I can you know, imagine it's been a fa- fascinating yeah. and fabulous company. And to to finish off on that, um, DoubleClick has a new business to business marketing campaign to advertisers, publishers, agencies um, about the individual. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's absolutely gorgeous, and I love the concept. Oh, uh, you're talking about our empowering uh, originals campaign. Yes, empowering originals. Yeah, I mean that's been that's been great. I mean, you know, the fact is we we have been we have been around, you know, for the past decade. Um and you know, we you know, we've been working with people since the beginning. And you know, and this is this is what I was talking about before about the spirit of innovation. I mean, things like Dart Adapt, like Dart Search are really go, you know, back to, you know, empowering the the originals on the internet and it's all about innovating, realizing the fact that, you know, we're still at the beginnings of an explosive industry um, that's, you know, got a, a lot of, you know, data and, you know, to take care of and uh, help people improve performance. And so, so the campaign Empowering Originals since 1996 just brings back the fact that, you know, really um, our technology is, is about helping, you know, marketers, advertisers, and publishers, you know, reach their goals. Um, and we've gotten a great, you know, we've gotten really great feedback on it. Um, we actually have been running, uh, you know, something at Ad Tech Impact, which whoever, anybody who's there today, um, you should reach into your bag and, and fill out that postcard. We're asking <laughs> people to define what what makes them original, and uh, and actually hand it in hand it in at the booth. And we've gotten some really just unique uh, feedback because I mean, people who are coming to Ad Tech are are originals, you know, and yeah. uh, we've been getting great feedback from that campaign. Um, we're actually giving away a, a digital SLR camera for anybody who hands it in. So, no, oh, that's a nice camera. Well, I'll yeah, tell no, you. Yeah, no, it's uh, great. So, whoever's the most original out of the ten city tour is going to be winning that. So, nice, great. Well, it's thank, it's thank really you it's celebrating originality within the industry. Um, it's it's I think probably the best business to business campaign ever done in our industry. So anyone listening who hasn't seen Empowering Originals from DoubleClick, it's a study into itself. And kudos to your marketing team for that. And thank you, Brad, for all of the hard work <laughs> that DoubleClick's done to um, continue to reach out to the industry and bring your great knowledge and research to all, all of the people all over the North America. <laughs> and uh, thank you for coming on today. Well, it's been great. Thanks for having us uh, part of the AdTech Impact Series, and it's been great uh, being on your program. Thanks, Susan. Our pleasure. Take care, and goodbye to all the listeners today. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope we're making you happy, and we'll see you next week.
Radio.fm.